culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. I'm trying really hard to get through this week's episode. I have a bit of a migraine that's like right at the early onset, and I'm hoping that I can get through it, and I know I will get through it because I'm a professional podcaster and I have a shit ton of coffee in front of me. So let's do this. So much has happened um, in the Bravo world over the past week. Um, some some juicy stuff. I'm actually surprised with the Real Housewives of OC news that I have to, to dish on today. Um, a, little, a bit of other news first. Katy Perry's pregnant. Congrats, girl. Um, she announced it in her new music video, which I thought was actually really good. And I'm liking this new song. It's like more of a somber Katy Perry, which I'm into. I know Lady Gaga also kind of came out with new music recently. I haven't listened to the full song. It feels very like old school Lady Gaga, like when I was in high school, Lady Gaga, like 2000, like what year did I graduate? Like 2008 Lady Gaga, like with bad romance. Like that's really what it sounds like. It sounds like an old bad romance. Um, But I'm liking Katy Perry's new music. I don't think this will be like a hit that's going to be on for, for decades to come, but I think it was a really good, um, it was a really good song. So good, good job, Katy Perry. Congrats on the pregnancy. Um, I'm excited for her. I'm loving her bleach too, like her recent, like fresh bleach. But I'm, I'm not sure you should be still bleaching while you're pregnant, though. But you know, congrats to you, girl. I'm sure that's gonna be one cute baby. I know, wish I, I know, I wish I was getting Orlando Bloom and he was gonna be my baby daddy, but he's not. But I wish he was. Miranda Kerr, Katy Perry, they're both very, very lucky ladies, and he's lucky to have both of them because they're both hot as well. Um, let's see what else. A coronavirus. Can we talk? Okay, we're, I'm not going to talk much about coronavirus because I'm over the, the damn coronavirus, but we're going to talk about it for like two seconds because, so I put a video up on my Instagram, it's just plain Zach, that um, talks a little bit about the coronavirus and why this hysteria, the media hysteria around coronavirus is a bit overinflated. And like, you have to realize that like CVS is and Walgreens, like these places, these companies want to overhype it because you're boosting their sales right now. And then the news wants to hype it because you're boosting their ratings right now. And that's why it's become, you know, so widely covered on all of these different news stations. Like I'm not saying I'm not trying to diminish it. I'm not trying to say that like the coronavirus is nothing to be worried about, even though I mean, 
Look, if you're not worried about the flu every year, you really don't need to be worried about the coronavirus right now. But like, it's really just a different strain of the flu. The flu kills like tens to hundreds of thousands more people than the coronavirus has killed so far. Yes, all of these cases are breaking out. Yes, it's popping up all over the world, just like the flu. It's just like any other bu- new bug. You know, it's like the cold. The cold, oh my God, why are we not reporting that the cold is is all over the world with all these new cases? It's a new strain, people. These things happen. Things like the coronavirus, like if you look back in history, you'll remember, oh, there was the hysteria around the Zika virus and there was the hysteria around the swine flu and there was hysteria around, what was the other one? Um, swine flu, Zika virus. There were so many. Last year, we were all going to die of the measles. Remember that in 2019? Oh, my God, there's a measles outbreak. We're all going to die when we forget that, like, back in the 80s, parents used to have, like, measles parties where you get the measles, you build an immunity to it, and then you're okay. Same thing with chicken pox. You get the chicken pox. I had the chicken pox as a kid, built my immunity to it, and then you move on from it. Like, yes, I understand the necessity for, like, herd immunity and why we need to take precautions. And, yes, if you are, you know... If your immune system is a little weaker, if you are more susceptible, which are like, you know, people in their 80s and older or really young children, like, yes, we need to be aware and take precautions. Make sure you're washing your hands. Like, the thing, yes, we need to take precautions. But like, the thing is, for all of the rest of us that are healthy Americans or just healthy people in general, like, wash your hands. If you're a little concerned, take some vitamin D, take some vitamin C. If you're not feeling well, let your body rest to fight whatever it's trying to fight. If you are sick, if you're sneezy, if you're sniffly, whatever the case may be, like don't go to work, don't go out, work from home, like take precautions where you can. Don't over sanitize everything because that's another big mistake that people are making. Everyone's going and buying out all the damn hand sanitizer. But if you over sanitize everything, then what you're doing is you're also killing all of the good bacteria. And that good bacteria is what builds up your immune system and helps you fight off, you know, when you catch these bugs, which, you know, you want to make sure that you have a good balance. So take some probiotics, take some vitamin C, take some vitamin D. People know about vitamin C, but what they don't realize is, shit, I'm talking about this way more than I planned on, but really quickly, vitamin C, um, your body, eventually, once you've reached like your limit of vitamin C that your body, your body can take, it kind of disregards the rest. Um, that's why it's really good to also take vitamin D because vitamin D is what really helps build your immune system. So take lots of extra vitamin D. That's one that people don't realize when they are sick. Take vitamin D. Vitamin C, yes, is the common one, but vitamin D is a really good one. Um, you can take it into supplement form. Like Try to get in as much vitamin D as you can. Um, elderberry is a really good one. Take some probiotics. Make sure you're eating prebiotics, You know, so a lot of good fermented foods. You know, Really make sure that you're keeping your gut healthy because that's really where your immune system lies the most. So keep your gut healthy. Keep your immune system healthy. Wash your hands. It's not that hard. We should be doing this already. And I like. I just want to know who the hell's buying out all the damn toilet paper. Why are we buying toilet paper? Why are we buying toilet paper and water? Like the thing, like if you get the coronavirus, you still have water. Like a worst case scenario, you can drink water from the tap. Like that's not going to kill you. Maybe not today, but like we're not, it's it's not an earthquake. It's not a tornado. We're not living underground. Like you don't need to buy all the toilet paper and bottled water. First of all, get a, get a fucking water filter. Like let's not use all the plastic. Like let's just be mindful people. Like we don't need to be, this mass hysteria is just, it's a bit much. I did a video about it on my Instagram that you can go and watch because um, like, also the other like your chances of actually getting coronavirus are one in 1000 again you have a greater chance of catching a cold or getting the flu and like again you'll probably have like you know a few symptoms as if you were sick and need to rest for a couple of days they'll probably last like i don't know maybe two weeks most of the people that come in contact and get the coronavirus are not going to be you're not going to die okay 
the people that are, you know, immunocompromised, they haven't, you know, um, a weakened immune system, people over 80, babies, like those are the ones that need to take precautions. Those are the ones we need to be a little more aware of. If you have the sniffles, if you're sneezing, if your hands are dirty, don't go touching a baby. Don't go kissing your grandma on the face. Like just, you know, be careful, be mindful. It's not that hard, people. Let's not, let's please stop freaking out. Talked about that way longer than I really wanted to because that was not a necessary, I mean, it was a necessary rant because if there's anybody out there, I also like posted stuff to my Instagram stories that like has real stats about like, you know, what the real issue is. But like, we don't need to be canceling all of these events. We had the LA Marathon here in Los Angeles, which I thought was great. The, um, I think it was the mayor, he released a statement or the city released a statement saying that like, look, here are some precautions that you take, you can take, but like, let's not freak out and cancel all of these major events because you don't realize how much you're hurting all of these small businesses. You don't really, like me, there was a huge event, Expo West, that got, that got canceled 24 hours before it was supposed to start. And so many brands lost money. I lost a huge paycheck from that event that I was supposed to to be at. Like, it was just, we need to, I understand the need for taking precautions, but like, we need to take precautions on an individual level and not this, you know, big cancel Coachella and all of that stuff. Like, breathe people, chill. Especially because like, when you're stressed out and you're freaking out, your immune system also gets weakened. So like, chill. Take some ashwagandha. Okay, let's jump into some um, Bravo news. Um, let's see. Should we start with some Vanderpump Rules? Let's start with some Vanderpump Rules. So Lala over the weekend went on a rant on her Instagram live. Apparently there was an interview that Tom Sandoval did where he was talking about the scene from Vanderpump Rules this season where Ariana is talking about her depression and she's sharing the details with Stassi and Lala and... Um, Lala's like, I can't believe you were feeling this way. You know, Lala stays Stassi's like, we've been there. And, um, Lala told Ariana, she's like, look, if you ever feel that way, like know that we're a safe place for you. We're your friends. You can come to us. And so apparently Tom Sandoval reacted to that. And he's like, that was really funny to see her saying that, you know, that they're there for us when like, I haven't really seen Lala be there for us. And so Lala freaked out about that. And she's like, we are there for each other. We've always been there for each other. We've been through the worst and we're there for each other. What people don't see on the show is that we're, we've got each other's backs regardless on the show, off the show, we got each other's backs. And I've always got Ariana's back. And it's just funny to me. And she just like went off and was ranting about how, um, you know, when Lala lost her dad, how that was really hard for her. And Ariana told her that she should just move on from that and get over it because Ariana lost her dad. And, you know, how they haven't been much of a safe space for Lala, but yet Lala still tries to be a safe space for Ariana as friends. And like, look, at I get it. You're all kind of going through this together and you lean on each other. Um, I think... I don't know. I think they also forget... I think she also forgets that, like, you are on a show. Your job is to to hype up the show and to do, you know, press and, you know, people ask you questions, very, you know, leading questions, very um, loaded questions that want, you know, some sort of soundbite. Um, but yeah, she really went, she, she really went a little crazy on her Instagram live. And I thought it was, it was a bit much, but I understand where she's coming from. And like, you know, I just think Tom and Ariana are really isolating themselves, not on the show specifically, but outside of the show. They're really like putting themselves on their own little island. And it doesn't seem like they're going to be meshing well with the the cast moving forward, which I think only, you know, really prevents job security for them down the line. Like they may end up getting cut in the future if they can't, you know, continue to, to mend their relationships with the actual cast. But I mean, I, I don't know if anybody else feels 
the same way, but I think this Vanderpump Rules season is rough. It's not It's not good. It's not great. I don't look forward to it. I feel like I only watch it because I have to watch it so that we can talk about it on the show. But, like, before I used to be so excited about watching Vanderpump every week. I used to be so excited about, um, you know, seeing what the season was going to hold. But now that I know that, like, these seasons are so damn long. this is, These episodes are, like, the seasons are, like, 20 to 24 episodes each. And to me, I'm just like, I don't know if I can sit through all these months of these episodes where it's just all of these dragged out storylines i'm tired about hearing the fight with Kristen and stassi um i'm tired about hearing about whether or not stassi and Kristen are gonna be if Kristen's gonna be going to stassi's wedding i'm tired about Bra- uh, Brittany and jack's wedding like at this point like i'm i thought they were gonna get married so early into the season and now we're barely approaching you know getting to kentucky I just feel like the season is so dragged out. I'm not interested in any of the new cast members. I try to give them a chance at the beginning. I really like Dana. Now I'm just like, if anything, I prefer to watch. So Bravo does recaps on YouTube where they recap the major pieces of the episode and they show clips of like what actually happened. I'm more interested in watching that. That way I know the story and I know where we're at versus sitting through the entire episode because, again, it just feels so dragged out. And I'm so tired of the Sheena storyline of making her look so desperate. Like, we get it. Sheena looks desperate. They edit it to hype it up. It was funny for the last few seasons. And now I'm just like, come on. Like, let, like at this point, we've watched Sheena for so long. Like, we want to root for her. We want to actually see her have a good relationship. Like, I don't know, something different. Anything that's, like, not the same old mundane, you know, song and dance that we've seen for so long because I can't sit through 24 episodes of this anymore like Vanderpump needs to figure something out they try to revamp the show by adding in all these new cast members but like it's not working we need to try something else okay Real Housewives of New Jersey anybody see the reunion we have the first part of the reunion we have the second part of the reunion coming out this week um first part Teresa was very quiet uh, I'm assuming, I'm hoping we get to see a little more of her. We haven't seen much of her in any of the teasers or the previews. We haven't seen any like real, you know, Teresa fights. I'm hoping we get something juicy when Danielle Staub comes out. I love that she, in the, in the previews, we saw Danielle and she's like, I am not coming out unless I'm seated next to Andy. I am an original housewife. And then when we actually see her seated with the cast, she's like the furthest away on her own chair and not on a couch. It was actually really funny. Um, she is an original housewife, but she's also an original joke on this show for real. Jennifer. So I love Jennifer. I like, you know, I think she can be a little funny. I think Margaret is right. She doesn't know how to read the room, but I think she can be funny. I just think she has a really big ego and that's why she can't read the room is because she just thinks everything that comes out of her mouth is going to be hysterical and hilarious and it's it's just not. And I think she really came into the reunion really hot and she's taken a lot of heat. Um, and I think if she just like buckled it down just a little bit and paced herself, again, this is where you have to read the room and have to know your timing. If you really pace yourself, I think she could have really had a strong, good reunion where we would have loved her. She would have been funny. She would have had like a Bethany reunion, you know, where like Bethany knows when to fight. Bethany knows when to throw in some funny one-liners, but Bethany also knows when to, like, tone it down and keep her mouth shut. And I think Jennifer is just really bad at that. And I like Jennifer, but I'm not loving her at this reunion. She's coming off just a little annoying. Teresa's been doing, I guess the cast has been doing some press recently. Um, Teresa was asked about what she thinks about Joe and Melissa talking about her ex-husband, Joe Judice, and how they've been trashing him in the media, which I get. I feel like Joe and Melissa are really excited that they now actually get to talk about Joe Judice and what a dick he is, because like we all know Joe Judice is not anybody, like he's never had a great reputation. Um, I feel like he's having a little bit of redemption right now because we're seeing a bit of a softer side of him because he just got out of prison, even though we, and we see that Teresa just left him, so we kind of like, 
feel for him and we know the daughters love him and blah, 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 blah. But I also feel like we know that he's not a great guy. He always treated he always treated Teresa poorly. He cheated on her. Like we know all of these things. We saw it on the show for several years. It's natural for Joe and Melissa to finally feel like they can breathe and like actually say something. I think what they're forgetting is this is also the their niece's father. And that's why Teresa has now come out and said that she's told them to stop trash talking Joe in the press. She's told them to stop talking about Joe in the press. She's told them not to bring him up in the new season. Like Teresa did a really good job of laying down the groundwork as to why she needs to leave Joe and how he wasn't great to her. And I think part of her regretted saying all of that on the show out of respect for her daughters. But I think she also had to do that so that people, so that the viewers could really understand why she left him in the end, um, which was a really smart move on her part. But I understand why she doesn't want Joe and Teresa, Joe and Melissa, sorry, to talk about Joe Judice anymore. I get it. But like, you also have to realize He's treated you so poorly and they've had to watch it and keep their mouths shut for so long that now they feel like they can finally talk about him. Um, so like, yeah, let them like trash talk him a little bit. Caroline Manzo. So apparently in the new, in the part, in the second part of the reunion, Andy Cohen asked the housewives who they would like to return, which former housewife they would like to return to the series. Teresa actually threw a wild card answer and said the twins, Teresa and God, what's the other one's name? I don't know. They were both annoying, though. We all remember. It's that one season that we want to forget, season six, when Jacqueline and Kathy were let go, and then they brought them in at the end of the season. They started taping new stuff because, like, they realized that we needed someone to kind of revamp the show because Amber Marchese was terrible, and the twins were terribly cast, and it just was not a great season. Teresa said she would want to bring back the twins. Why? They're awful. Then Andy reminded her about Dina, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, I would love to bring back Dina because Dina's her friend. But, like, I'm like, Dina's boring. Like, we brought Dina back. We gave her a season. We gave her a chance, and she wasn't great. Like, she really flopped that season. Like, that was just a really bad season overall. Um, Everybody else said Caroline Manzo. Margaret said Caroline. uh, Dolores is the one who originally brought up Caroline. And then Teresa said she surprisingly wouldn't mind bringing back Caroline because she likes a good fight. And we all know we like to see Teresa in a good fight. So, yeah, I'm like, let's bring Caroline back. Caroline actually responded, said she's open to rejoining the cast, but only if they bring her back as a full-time housewife, which I get. Like, you can't be bringing back, unless you're doing it for, like, the fun nostalgia. We want to see an OG back with the new gang, who they know. And, like, we're coming to, like, do, like, a nice little... um, update on where their lives are now then okay fine offer them an episode maybe if two three episodes but like if you are gonna bring somebody like caroline manzo back then like you have to bring them back as a full-time housewife otherwise it's just you know it's a bit of a slap in the face and like let's let's actually we know what caroline can deliver and i think caroline can be like a good little voice of reason um and we know that she's friends with dolores i don't know if she's really that close to the and she knows melissa so i think and she has conflict with Teresa, so I think it might actually even revamp Teresa's storyline a little bit. I don't know. I think Caroline could actually do some good. Ooh, let's talk about Rojas of OC because this one's some good. This is some good, uh, some good stuff too. So Vicky has her whooping it up with Vicky podcast, and she's been uh, whooping it up with everybody on her show. Um, and she, so we can confirm that, or it's been confirmed that the new Vicky Tamra project that they've been filming together life after housewives was the hashtag so we're assuming that is either the title or you know has something to do with what 
their new project is going to be. I don't think it's going to be a full show. And if it is a show, I think the season's going to be like maybe eight episodes, maybe 10 episodes at best. It's not going to be like a full episode. And it will really just be them kind of catching up and doing some fun stuff, moving into the next phase of their life. Um, I'm hoping it's a short-lived special, which I said last time. I'm hoping it's not like a full, like, new show. Like, we don't need a Don't Be Tardy-style show with the two of them. I think if we get to tie up their storylines in a nice way and let them sail off into the sunset, I think that's nice for them to go out. I think it's respectful for Bravo to send them out that way. But we don't need anything more than that. But we can confirm that it is now we that the the project is with Bravo, um, and Vicky on her podcast opened up about her um, about her salary. She said that she was paid a seven figure salary up until I want to say I don't think she got paid seven figures for the fourteenth season. She didn't confirm that, um, but I don't think she got paid for the fourteenth season because she was only paid per episode and she wasn't in many episodes. And she says that because she was paid per episode, that that's why she thinks that production was holding her up from filming for the entire reunion, which I don't fully believe or agree with because she wasn't in the entire season and she wasn't a full-time cast member. So it wouldn't make sense to have her on the couch with all of the full-time cast members for the duration of the reunion. But she says that the reason that she freaked out is because she knew that she wasn't going to get all three episodes and she's paid per episode for season 14. So she was upset that she was going to be losing money and she was under the impression that she was going to be in each of the three parts of the reunion. So I think it makes sense for Bravo to save money by not having her in all three. Um, And she says that the reason she was so upset is because she had been waiting for like six hours before they actually told her when she was going to be coming out. She was ready with hair and makeup done, just sitting on set for six hours. And for me, like I know I've been, I've taped shows where they have you in holding for, it's usually about two hours before they bring you out because they want you to be there super early and you kind of just sit and wait until production's ready and needs you. But to sit there for six hours, hair and makeup ready, and to kind of just be twiddling your thumbs and to not be able to leave because they need to be able to pull you at any point, like that to me is a bit ridiculous. Um, so I, f- I understand why she was upset and angry at the reunion, but I think that that was probably partially intentional from the producers so that they can actually have that big of a reaction from her. Like p- producers do this all the time. But she, she went on to say that like she was one of their best employees. She always showed up on time. She always did everything everything right so when they called her and told her that they were going to be taking away her seven figure salary it was a big shock to her and like it, it I get it like when you have that big of a salary and you assume that there's job security at the end of it like it's it's a big shock and a big blow and you kind of just have to figure out figure it out from there um but she did say that Bethany she spoke to Bethany right after because Bethany left last announced her exit from Housewives last August and I actually don't think Bethany would ever be returning to Housewives I think at this point she really is done even though Andy keeps teasing that like he would love to see her come back and he thinks at some point she will come back I actually think she is completely done with Housewives and she will not be back um but Vicky said that she got some good advice from Bethany and that Bethany told her that like in six months she'll realize that like this was the best thing that ever happened to her, that you never want to be the last person to leave the party. You always want to leave the party while it's still going. Um, 
and that, you know, Bethany was glad when she walked away from Housewives that, like, obviously the paycheck was huge and important for her. It was an insane amount of money that she was getting paid that, like, that was one of the reasons she stayed doing it. But eventually she realized that it was going to be so much better for her heart and her soul to leave the show, which I get. And she um, equated it to, like, a stripper. You know, you're on the pole. You know it's not good for you. You're getting paid good money. But, like, it's just not good for your soul anymore. And, like, at some point you're done. You need to leave. And you need to know that you're going to have a better life outside of it. And I think that was really good advice. I think Vicky should have quit and left the show and not been begging for crumbs at this point. But we all know it's Vicky. Love is Blind on Netflix. If anybody's watching this, I'm halfway through the season. It's so good. I'm, I already know who I'm rooting for. I still hate Jessica. I think Jessica's the worst. Everybody seems to hate Jessica. So I'm assuming there's a lot more shit from Jessica to come. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but I heard about the reunion and I heard that it wasn't that great and that the editing in the reunion was really, really bad. So if anybody has seen it, let me know if you want me to cover more of Love is Island. Sorry, Love. Let me know if you want me to cover more of Love is Blind on this show and maybe even have some of the cast members. Let me know. Uh, you can tweet me at Just Plain Zach. You can slide into my DMs at Just Plain Zach. Please leave me a good review because I love good reviews. And I will give you a shout out on the show if you leave me a review. I will actually give a shout out to, um, I got a, um, there was a review recently. I, I think I did give her a shout out. What was her name? Kelly. Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have had this prepared, but I wasn't ready to, I mean, I wasn't expecting, I forgot that I was going to be getting Kelly Tots. Kelly Tots left a review and she was excited that I asked Reza her question um, when Reza was in the show. So shout out to you, Kelly. If anyone wants to leave a review this week, I will shout you out on next week's show. Get ready. We have a lot more Bravo tea and Bravo liberties and just reality, uh, reality TV peeps in general coming on. So get ready. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peters. Stay healthy. Take the vitamin D. Take the vitamin C. Wash your hands. Like, these are good precautions that we should just be doing all the time. Not just because there's a coronavirus outbreak. Um, Let me know if you have any other juicy tea and gossip that you want me to break down on the show. I'm always down for it. Send it to me. Slide it into my DMs. Let me know what's going on in the world of reality TV. I try to stay on top of it as best as I can, but I know that you're going to keep me up to date because you're also out on the front lines. I also have some really good um, tea that I'll probably be spilling in like two weeks. I heard from Ali Ashuri, who is on the Shaza Sunset podcast. this new season of Shaws of Sunset and he reached out and I'll be opening up about that. I think I might have a couple more Shaws cast members on the show next week. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget to tune into hashtag adulting life hacks to get your shit together with me and Abigail Freyer. We have some really good episodes. We did one last week with the founder of Alfred Coffee. And then this week we have on Matt Lombardi, who is the founder of Beam. So we talk all about CBD and I ask him about his relationship and it's, it's good. I ask a lot of burning questions and I put him on the hot seat and it's a good one. So Tune into that, and I will talk to you guys soon. Don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach. Hey, bye.